Hi, I'm Dominica Lumazar. And I'm Rory Carruthers. We help entrepreneurs develop their big picture business strategy in order to break through growth plateaus. We built several marketing agencies from the ground up and have helped our clients earn over a billion dollars in revenue. Now we want to share everything we've learned along the way. This is the Big Picture Business Podcast. Hello, hello. How's everybody hello. Huh? Oh, no. Everybody is good. Well, my daughter's awake. <laughs> <laughs> I hear her saying, Nunu. She calls her pacifier her Nunu. Isn't that the Aww. sweetest? I know. Thank God for her daddy. Hopefully he'll, hopefully. I, it's <laughs> okay. I, I, I can see her on the monitor here, so I'm not a bad mother, everybody. <laughs> I can tell she's fine. We'll let her go. And then, anyways. <laughs> Hello. That was a great start to this episode. Thank you. Hey, this is just real life, everybody. Okay. Like being, you know, Rory, like being a parent and owning a business is no joke. And we're going to talk about that at some point because wow, there is there. I mean, this whole idea of finding like a, like life work balance, it doesn't exist. You just have to figure out your own chaotic schedule and do what works best within your family because damn it, it's hard sometimes (laughs) on that note. All right, guys, today <laughs> we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk about how to price your services and products and how to not sell yourself short, all while continuing to position yourself as the expert in your field. We're going to talk yeah. about products and services, events. We're going we're gonna to get deep on this one. And listen, if you've listened to uh, our other podcasts, you'll know that we like to go off on a tangent. So forgive us in advance, but I promise this episode is going to be packed with a lot of uh, tools that you can immediately, like today, put into action for your business. So, and I just thought we were going to be talking about new news. <laughs> <laughs> new news are pretty cool, I will say. Hers glow in the dark. Oh, uh, those and are the cool ones. They're pretty cool. She can actually find them. Um, anyways, <laughs> okay. Back <laughs> to products and services and pricing. Um, I wanted to talk about this today with you, Rory, because. Um, I know that for my business, this is one of the most common questions I get asked is when, uh, when to actually raise your prices, what to actually put them at. Um, and this applies, this applies for, um, for every business model. And so it's services, products, events, like treats, retreats, yeah. yeah. Done for you services, do it yourself, done with you, done for you. I mean, we're going to get into all of it. So, um, yeah. So Rory, let me ask you this. Uh, you're like the master of credibility, right? I mean, you've written countless number one international best-selling books, right? Um, so what do you think in terms of uh, what should someone do when they're, when they're getting ready to set their prices for their product or service? What's the first thing they should do? Uh market research. <laughs> yeah, all right. Perfect. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to be like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> okay. So the first, right. So the very first thing is you got to check out your competition, right? You have to see who's in a similar niche, check them out online, go to their restaurants, you know, um, look, look everywhere and then make the decision based on your experience, your product, uh, what makes the most sense. Now, something that I know to be true is I will take a business more seriously if something is priced a little bit higher than the rest. And now that's not true for everything. I'm talking about service-based businesses here. Okay. If I'm getting a bid and, and for, products too, like and, you think of Apple products. or something like that, right? Sure. Like, yeah. you know, Apple, uh, the reason Apple is, it's not only quality product, mm-hmm. right? But they aren't necessarily any better than um, Android. an Android at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. speed-wise, quality-wise, component-wise, what, what do they have going for them? They have positioning. And part of that positioning mm-hmm. is that they charge. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of marketing that goes into that too, right? Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, really, that's a really important important piece to this puzzle is 
positioning of all of it. How do you intend to position yourself to edge your way into that marketplace so that you're either the authority or the expert on whatever it is that you've got going on? Hope, like, let's say you're getting ready to launch um, a flashlight company, okay? And you have the best flashlight. It is the brightest. It looks the coolest. It's the lightest. It's like the number one thing on the market. Um, call me, by the way, when you want to do your commercial, I'll, I'll do whoever's got a flashlight <laughs> company right now. Um, <laughs> but but all, all I'm saying is you might have the very best product on the market, but guess what? If it's not priced appropriately, um, then you're, you're kind of screwed. So it really starts with that market research. Yeah. All right, Rory, yeah. what do they do next? Well, okay. So, so next you got to determine if you're selling products, cause this is products and services are, are, you know, where I'm, teaching clients on a daily basis and helping them develop their, their process. So when I'm looking at it, I go, okay, well, where does it fall in the relationship cycle with a potential customer? Okay. So is it the very first thing that they're being introduced to you with, or do they know you? Maybe you have a relationship for a few mm -hmm. months, a couple of years, and um, have they purchased from you before? Mm -hmm. These all determine where certain, you know, certain parts of your pricing come into play. Um, then there is positioning in the marketplace, how you are using pricing to position yourself against everyone else. Mm -hmm. and, and social credibility. And, Don't and certain strategies around there. So, so let's go back to the beginning of what I was just saying. So we've got um, cold people, people who have never heard of you. Okay. Are they going to buy a thousand dollar product from you with very very little knowledge of you no knowledge of you maybe this is the first time they've heard of you just from seeing an ad highly unlikely i'll tell you that yeah not into you know maybe you could have got away with it 15 10 15 years ago mm. with a really good sales page mm -hmm. not gonna happen now nope trust us on this everybody don't waste your time yeah don't waste your money don't waste your money and you know we've had clients. Um, I can remember one who I will not name who absolutely forced us to run ads to what we thought were not going to work. Right. And guess what? They and guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, and you know, we don't like being put in a position like that when we know something isn't going to work and you know, a client isn't listening to best advice. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. you're you're, when you're hiring a consultant, like make sure you listen, like be coachable. That's why okay? you hired us. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yep. We'll start. We'll start at the beginning with uh, with those cold strategies. Okay. So mm -hmm. if if we know they're not going to buy a thousand dollar product, are they going to buy a hundred dollar product? Well, again, probably not. Kind of depends on the market. Mm -hmm. But in for someone who's like a coach or a consultant, again, you know. Um, not without something else. They need a lead-in, okay? They need either something for free or something very low ticket. Now, I prefer low ticket, mm -hmm. meaning, and by low ticket, I mean something that is, it might be $7, it might be $10, might be $20, okay? But it's easily accessible for most people, but it makes, but the key here is that it makes them a buying customer, Okay, there's been a lot, I mean, tons of studies uh, done about this where um, a, someone who buys something from you, doesn't matter if they pay a dollar um, or $10 or $20 or $50, um, they are seven to 10 times better more customers likely. and leads for you yeah. and more likely to purchase from you again mm -hmm. than someone who just got something for free. Totally. Because okay, so, they have an investment in you now. Exactly. So, you know, I'm not against giving stuff away for free, but I'd like to keep it small and limited. Yeah. I mean, there's, I know there's so many other coaches and, and a lot of online marketers that talk about giving something like, like a digital, a digital something away for free. It can be an audio file. It can be um, a PDF download, a white page is something along those lines where you did the work once you're giving it away for free, something of value, whatever it is has to be of value. But what Rory is saying is so, so important because someone will take it way more seriously, even if it is like 99 cents, 
because they they actively made that decision. I'm not just entering my email, right? I'm actually putting in my personal information to get this valuable information. So that's important. Well, they're putting money on the line. Yeah. And and yeah, and there's something psychological about that is that they've made that you've made enough of a connection with them mm -hmm. to for them to pull out their credit card and say yes. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we're looking at the cold traffic strategy of, of that, those lower ticket items get someone in the door, okay? And if you're spending money on advertising or you're spending money doing SEO, you want to get the best return for your investment. And the best return for your investment is to get someone who pays at least something, a little something, mm -hmm. okay? Versus free. Now, the other side of it is the, the really high ticket stuff. How do you get people to buy your high ticket stuff? Okay, because if if you just go, hey, here's my uh, seven dollar offer, buy my thousand dollar product right now, it's not going to work. <laughs> oh, but <Okay>? why? <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it, it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you have to step people up in price point, especially if you're doing it without building any more relationships. So, say they're you know they're they're purchasing a book, and then a minute later they're purchasing. A course. Well, you can't just go, um, here's my seven, seven, ten, twenty dollar book, and then you know, here's my thousand dollar course. So right, what you exactly. do is you provide them something that would um be a companion or a next step for them in the process mm -hmm. of their journey, not your journey, their journey of their sales, you know, and they're going through your sales process. And even if it is an upsell to your book. It's something that's going to be like, oh, I when when I th when I saw your book, I thought, well, you know, if you really had some templates that would help me implement what's the concepts of your book, that would be awesome. And then they and then you offer those templates. They're already thinking I would pay for that. And mm -hmm. if you hit your price point right, you know, maybe forty seven, sixty seven, ninety seven dollars right in there. Mm -hmm. um, they're more likely to purchase it. You've got to build relationships. You got, you got to take people from now. Now they've purchased something from you. Mm -hmm. What's the next step? Well, now you can give them some free content. Mm -hmm. You can share podcast episodes, blog posts, emails, strategies with yeah. them. Don't let your email list die, people. You got to keep that list alive. It's very yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, keep building the relationship. Um, you know, maybe you... Um, you're reaching out, yeah, depending on how much traffic you're getting, either you or someone on your team is reaching out individually to people. Make it personal. Um, yeah. yeah, making it personal and seeing if, you know, maybe they're interested in some consulting or where they need help with their business. Mm -hmm. There's there's tons of strategies around it. It's the mindset and the, the process you have to understand that makes it, that you can't just jump from Z like zero or one dollar to a thousand or ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars without building that relationship and it's different for service business and it's different for product business so you know we mostly talk talking about products here specifically online products right because we're yeah. living in like a digital age right now but even even events you're not going to just put up an ad and sell someone into your uh three thousand dollar event that no um that no one like knows you Unless right? it's fire, right? What was that called? What was fire it? festival? <laughs> it was fire <laughs> festival. But listen, fire festival. The reason that it did so exceptionally well in the beginning, and everyone thought it was going to be so cool, social credibility, social media influencers. That's a whole other strategy, a whole different angle. Well, and how much how much money was put into um, building up the image of it, right? Like if, if we're talking, like yeah, exactly. So if you're if you're investing millions to your branding and marketing you can pull some stuff off like that yeah but yeah. when when you're a small business and you're growing that's not going to work yeah like you just don't have the money to invest and if you do it's still probably not the best idea <laughs> yeah. you know um well, that, okay you have to deliver I, I, right on oh, on your promises oh man <laughs> i i have i have to say this and I, I, everything Rory is saying is like so incredibly valuable and I, I don't want to go off on a super long tangent, but just real quick, I have to say this right here. When clients come to me and they say, okay, we want you to build out our sales funnel. Here's what we have internally uh, developed for our, uh, our, our whole entire strategy. 
to how we're going to get people through the door, selling tickets, whatever the event is. And we've got, you know, $4 million to spend on Facebook. What can we do? Well, first of all, you don't need that because every single thing Roy is talking about right now, you need like up to, and sometimes more, seven different touch points where people have to become familiar with your brand, familiar with the product before they're even going to spend a dollar or, or spend their time with you on your blog or YouTube or whatever you got going on. You have to build up that rapport. So even if you have millions of dollars in your budget, I'm the one that goes, cool, but we're not going to do that yet. We need to test first. Once we test, once we know that we've got really something going for us from an ad space, then we can go ahead and toss some more money at it. But if, if, if you think for a second that tossing just a boatload of cash at Facebook or Instagram or YouTube ads or, or even, um, even AdWords, I'm telling you right now, it, that's not going to work. And that I'm telling you, okay, five years ago, oh, did it work? And was it lucrative and amazing? And I know Rory can attest to this. I mean, my the ad spend that I was in charge of for my clients was just astronomical. It was incredible. And it was like an honor to be in charge of that much money. And I consistently got my clients a 2X return, just month over month over month. And so it made sense to keep spending so much money until algorithms change. And when you get into that, um, deep not only algorithms, right. But yeah. buying psychology, yeah, and, and um, and the way the market perceives buying and, and selling online has changed. Exactly, in the last exactly. few years, hugely. Yeah. Most most people don't even realize that what you're paying for is the algorithm. You're paying into it. The more you feed the fire, the more you're feeding into social credibility, the more that it will favor what you have to offer. But just because it's doing that, there's so much more that goes into it. There's there's the ad copy. There's the the imagery. Maybe it's a video. Maybe it's a carousel. There's so many different ways to approach this. So I don't. And that's just the ad. Th then you've the got ad. your whole sales <laughs> exactly. funnel. Yeah. But not only your whole sales funnel. So you've got you know your your different products that are in your sales funnel. Mm -hmm. But then you've got your whole back end, and the back end's where you make your money. Oh, totally. That's that's where you're closing, right? right? But yeah. But I I and we'll we'll get back to that. But I I just want to mention that. If you don't have a large Facebook or wherever you want to spend your money to do, do a little on, online advertising, I don't want you to be disheartened for a second. You can do so much with 30 bucks a week. We can talk about the dollar a day ad strategy, Rory. I know that that's huge. Um, let's, let's talk about their podcast right now. Why is it escaping my mind? Help me out. We listen to them all the time. Oh, Hustle and Flow Chart. Hustle and Flow. Oh, dude, that podcast is fantastic. If you guys are not subscribed to that, subscribe because they're awesome. Um, and yeah, they, they were talking about the, the dollar a day ad uh, ad strategy, which is super cool. So um, highly recommend well, yeah, that. it was actually Dennis, Dennis Yu that Oh, that started, was on the show. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah, 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 and yeah. Then, okay. And then they, they started implementing um, it for their own podcast where they would run a dollar a day um, on any on all of the, each of their, their podcast episodes. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're we're not talking. You only spend one dollar. I'm saying a dollar per ad. All right. Let me yeah. rephrase that. It, it's a dollar per ad. So let's say you got thirty ads going. You know, just you're you're going you're going after reach. You're going after impressions. You're building up your your brand. You're building up your your notoriety online. Yeah. Sometimes it is best to do ads from that standpoint to reach a broader audience rather than going for the conversion right away. It's okay to run some brand awareness. Um, so anyways, sorry, Rory, back to you. <laughs> back to, we're going to talk about the power of building, building your, you know, the, the back end. That's, that's so, so important because if you don't have that set up, then you're screwed on the front end. <laughs> What's the point, right? If you have nothing. Right. So, and I, I've run into this with a few clients in the past where um, they're like, great, build me a book funnel and uh, let's do it. And then you're like, well, you've got a book where <laughs> you have, you have no courses to sell. Um, you have, you might have a consulting service, but that's maybe, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, like if you want to be doing that, like where's the rest of your business where you're going to make the money. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you look at like a, a funnel and a, 
and a process, you have to look, you can't just look at it as one funnel. It's like, okay, here's my book funnel. I'm going to make all this money. You're not, okay? You don't make money on your front end funnels. Your front end funnels are your cold funnels. Exactly. If you're good and, you know, you make a little bit of money, but on average, your goal is just to break even. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. If you can break even between your expenses to fulfill on that funnel and your advertising costs, mm-hmm. like you're doing really well because you're getting customers for free. This is the mindset you have to have exactly. is that you're not putting money into this funnel and getting nothing out. You're putting money in, you're getting the exact same amount of money back, maybe over a 30 or 60 or 90 day period, you're getting it back. But um, end of the day, you're getting it back and you've got a customer, which is much, much, much more profitable than a free, a person who signed up for something that's free. Exactly. Okay? As long as you can retain that customer, that's yeah, important. So then <laughs> now, now we move into the next step. Then we, we talk about warm funnels mm-hmm. or hot lead funnels, yeah. depending on where, you know, they're at. So then, you know, we're talking about like things like webinars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, or video sales letters. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even do traditional sales pages as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say that traditional sales pages, as awesome as they have been in the past, um, they're getting shorter and shorter because people are not going to sit there and just kind of their attention read. spans not there. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it's the same with webinars. Webinars, to a certain degree, work in some ways. In some ways, they don't. They don't work like they used to. Type of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't mean that they don't work. It just mm-hmm. means like if you're expecting to get the same results in 2012 that people were getting from a webinar, you're sadly mistaken about what you're going to do. You just have to understand the process. You have to know the numbers and what works. So, you know, if, know your if, numbers. if you, if it only, you know, back in 2012, let's say it cost $10 to, to sell someone into your thousand dollar course, you know, you may be paying a hundred dollars now to sell them into course. It still happens. Mm-hmm. It just, you're, um, your profit margin is different. Okay. You have to like be aware of these things. So next we look at those funnels and we say, okay, well now what is the purpose of a webinar? A webinar is to build rapport and it's to sell a product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're not talking paid webinars. We're talking free webinars that people go on where at the end you pitch them your product. And this can be evergreen people. We're not talking like you have to do this. Yeah. You don't have be to be on their live. We're talking. You don't have to be on their live. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is the middle of the funnel. This is where someone's already a customer. Okay, the mi- middle of your sales process. We're going through. Okay, so we're in the middle right now. The beginning was your your cold lead funnel, just getting that initial customer. Now we're in the middle, and we're saying, okay, well, how do we sell them that five hundred or thousand dollar product? Okay, so and we're using a webinar as an example. But there, are, as as I mentioned, there's others, other options. Okay, so now we're in in this space where the webinar is designed. If you do the webinar right, you follow good webinar strategies, then it's building the rapport you need to be able to take them from someone who's only spent you know seven or ten or twenty dollars with you to a thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's why the webinar doesn't go at the beginning, okay? Because it's going to cost a lot more money to get that person to convert to $1,000 because they haven't built the relationship properly yet. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, when you did a webinar, you could put it at the front, okay? Now it's shifted. Now it's in the middle of your process. So we've got three process, right? Cold, warm hot, cold, warm, <laughs> hot. <laughs> I just want this to be really clear. So beginning, middle, and well, not end necessarily ish. end, but end-ish, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you ultimately are going to make the most amount of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on a webinar, what, when you do it this way, what's nice is that you're not paying any money to get those people on the webinar, where if you run ads, you might have to pay just to get someone onto the webinar Mm -hmm. running direct ads cold. But in this case, you don't have to pay anything because they're already customers of yours. So you're just emailing them. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of doing it this way. Okay. 
So they run through the webinar. They either buy or they don't. Okay. If they buy, great. You segment. Okay. And you say, okay, the people who buy, they're hot leads because they just bought something from you. They just paid a thousand dollars. Maybe they actually want my five thousand dollar offer. Mm-hmm. And then you move them into your hot funnel, which um, basically anything that's over about two thousand dollars is really hard to sell just through online. You need to make, you need to get on the phone with someone. So if you're selling like a $5,000 service or product, you've got to have a system on the, on the, the back end where you or someone else is on your team is getting on the phone with people and closing them into your service or product that's on the higher end. And whether that's another, whether that's just a, a big program a training program that you have, or it's a, a done for you service, or um, a done with you service, um, or a group event that you put on, or a retreat, or anything like that. Whatever your higher ticket stuff is, mm-hmm. that's you know whatever it is that because of the price point, you're going to need to most likely get on the phone. There are a few people who can you know sell. Five thousand, ten dollar, or ten thousand dollar stuff through webinars, but it's rare. And if you're just starting your business, or you, you know, you're not like some master salesperson who has the right perfect languaging for every single possible response, like you're just not gonna close that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to build that relationship and get to know people and get on the phone with them. And uh, and I found that a lot of people are really good once they're on the phone at just building rapport. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and that's, that's a big part of it. Um, is just, is getting to that point. So I just want to, <laughs> I want to go back to the, the funnels. Okay. So, you know, we talked about the be- Roy's the passionate beginning. people hang with right. us, hang with us. Okay. We talked about the beginning. So you've got your cold funnel strategy. Okay. Low ticket with a couple of upsells, maybe some, um, bonuses. Um, yeah. Well, maybe like a mini course or some templates or something like that. That's all part of your, your cold funnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got your, your middle, uh, funnel, which is your warm funnel. And that's maybe a webinar sales video designed to sell something in the 500 to a thousand dollar range. Now this, right. this varies by market. Some markets can only handle like 200 or $300 in that range. Um, you know, like self-help kind of sometimes falls into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but bi- like it, business uh, strategy, you know, 500 to 1,000, not a problem on a webinar, okay? Then you go into your high end and that is more of a phone funnel. You're getting people on the phone. So if you are leading people through this process and you run ads at the front and it costs you essentially nothing because you get the money back to get your customers, then all you have is your operating expenses for your business with no additional advertising costs Mm -hmm. to make your money. And it's a complete different mindset than a lot of people who want to run ads directly to a webinar, directly to sell their $5,000 product because they'll spend half their money just to get those sales. And what we want to do is avoid that. Okay. So three parts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beginning, middle, end-ish. End-ish. Exactly. (laughs) And the reason we say end-ish is because you can always continue to sell them more stuff, especially if you're you're doing a retreat or something like that, or a live event, then you're going to sell them into like, say a $25,000 program or a $50,000 program, right? It's, it's all staging up and taking people through a process and continuing your relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Continuing the relationship. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, it's so important. I see a lot. And what's up? Oh, I just wanted to to say is that people, uh, there's a lot of people who are running on out, outdated models and teaching outdated models. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys have to be so, so cautious about what you're seeing today. I mean, even fact check this. If you're look today's date, 
is May 17th, 2020. If you're listening to this, you know, five years from now, go back and fact check this because it might not be as accurate. And hopefully we'll still be doing this and we'll update you as things become more accurate. Just because something works today doesn't mean it's going to work five years from now. And that's what Rory and I continue uh, to strive and learn for our clients every single day. So it's constantly on, we're up and up on the latest of what can work uh, for uh, safe and effective growth in your business. So, okay. So we talked a lot about strategy around that, but I just want to like share a story of that, which I think is really important around this. So uh, one of, one of my clients, um, she really got focused on um, getting the webinar portion right for her uh, funnel. So, you know, beginning, middle, endish. Okay. So we're in the middle. We're like, okay, well, let's make this webinar work. And um, she, but she didn't have a lot of uh, like customers from her book funnel, only, you know, uh, a few hundred in there. And so um, we, we did some promotions and stuff and we kind of like warmed things up. Now, I just want to point out that like this was thrown to- together quickly um, within a few days. We put this webinar together uh, and um, when, because of having paying clients, you know, people had bought her book and stuff before that showed up for this webinar. I mean, she, she, <laughs> and it's going to seem really low, but you know, she only had seven people that showed up, um, for the webinar. Better than nothing. Yeah. Cause we only promoted it for like three days and just said, um, you know, if you can show up, show up, no hard <laughs> sell or anything. Was it live? Right? Was it live? Webinar? She did it live. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. And she sold $7,000 on that webinar. See? Sometimes it's all about knowing who your target audience is. So it doesn't matter if you run that ad for three months or three days. If it's not targeted correctly, good example, you know? Yeah. That's so- amazing. Good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, with, uh, with the little tweaking and stuff, um, you know, that webinar will continue to make her money and put it on evergreen. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is, this is, these are strategies that like do them right. You can make good money off of it. And, but one of the things I want you to keep in mind is that uh, about outdated models and why I brought that up is that there's so much information that says, Oh, just do this and you're going to make all this money, right? But building a real business online is so much, so different than it was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Very different than 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it was like like three years ago. I I mean, it's well, that too. Yeah. It changes so (laughs) changes changes so much. Yeah. But like, you know, so people will say these things, but it's not the reality of most businesses. Occasionally, some people will just hit the timing on something mm-hmm. with the right product and right the place, right, right market, you know, right place, right time. Right. But that's like 1%. If mm-hmm. that, right. Mm-hmm. The rest of everyone else is running businesses and having success. Hustling. But you're, you've got to put in work. Okay. You've got to build the right systems for your business. If you spend all this time, uh, looking for the absolute best one thing that's going to, you know, like the perfect Facebook ad or the perfect Google ad or the perfect book funnel or whatever it is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that's not going to grow your business. Sure. That one thing could help a little bit, but having all of your, your things in place, having a cold funnel, a a warm funnel, a, a hot funnel, you know, your, your front end, your middle and your back end. Uh Um, that will do way, way, way more for your business than anything else. Putting systems in place first. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, but not letting that like get in the way of marketing and promoting also. You know, you can't spend two years building out these systems either. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it's so important to not stay stuck on the one thing that has to get done for it just make sure you get something done and going and then you can test it. And then if it doesn't work, you try again, you swap out content, you update it. Like you don't have to become fixated 
uh, on, you know, that that initial. And, uh, like, I want to uh, one of the things I want to say is like the uh, the biggest marketers out there that everyone knows, you know, like Frank Kern, Russell Brunson, or you know, whatever, right? All they do is they put out stuff and test it. Okay, mm-hmm. on. So Russell recently released um, uh, a new book. Okay, so they build a book funnel because it's a great front end for him for ClickFunnels. He knows that if he can sell his ideas on marketing, then ClickFunnels is the way for people to take action on mm-hmm. uh, on what he teaches. Okay, right. right. So strategically, this is what he's thinking. He's like, I can get free customers do free advertising. I don't have to spend anything to get people into ClickFunnels. And that's uh, that's brilliant. But he doesn't know everything, right? What does he do? He takes his best guess, he tests it out, and if it doesn't work, he tries something else. Mm-hmm. And you'll if you actually pay attention to what he does, he'll like long He'll look at all the numbers and say, oh, this is converting where I want it, but this product is not. I'm going to swap that out and try something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. now that's converting even worse. Let's try- oh, that was it. That's the thing that connected with people. That This new product is what I should have on there. And whether that's you know a, a course um, or changing the price point, um, it can vary because you're testing all, like these different things as you're building out your funnels. But um, you've got to you got to realize going in that you're going to need, you're going to need to the, the content and the, um, and understand the strategy. Like if we talk big picture, we're not saying just build a book funnel or any type of front end, you know, if it's a physical product, like, you know, um, it's like, (laughs) you were talking about flashlights before. (laughs) Um, I think that was the last episode. No, was <laughs> maybe. Was that this episode? I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was this one. But <laughs> I'm I'm like sitting here thinking about everything you're you're talking but, about and like knowing how important it is to talk about these things. But I don't want to lose sight of how important it is. Like we originally started with how to price your services and products, right? And okay, so I'll, I'll go through pricing of of each of those things. Okay. <laughs> So I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, but I just want to say like with, with like, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a book or like a mini flashlight that you're selling on the front end for like a dollar or a couple dollars or something just to mm-hmm. get people into your, into your world. Um, that, that is the strategy that, that works and it's been working for a while. And, you know, I don't see that letting up because people are willing to spend a few bucks to get something that they feel is of value. Mm-hmm. So now we like we talk about uh, price points. So you know how how do you know when to price your products and what to price them? Um, and a lot of that comes down to first off, what can your market tolerate? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. So you got to know what's going on in your market, how you're positioned in that market to command the prices that you either can or can't get. Um, then there's testing testing your price points to see what resonates most of the time with people. And, um, and then where it falls in your sales process, your funnel, or however you want to look at that as the bigger picture of your business. I think, okay. I think, I think it's important. Makes sense. Yes. <laughs> or am I <laughs> too complex? Does it, does it make, does it make sense to all to all you out there? I hope you're all taking notes, by the way, because we might just send out a quiz at some point. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think I think it's one of the biggest points um, that a lot of business owners struggle with is not necessarily where to start their pricing, because I think what a lot of people will do is they'll they will start at one price point that they feel comfortable asking people for, and that's okay to start there. I mean, I remember when I first started designing websites, I was like, I don't know, 
$500. <laughs> and to me at the time, that was, that was the skill set that I had. I could put together like a, you know, a five page quick WordPress site. And at the time, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, that was like really good money for me. Right. I'm like, yes, another $500 website score. Um, and now, I mean, obviously I know a lot more, there's a lot more creative aspect that goes into building sites, a lot of hand coding, we're building on e-commerce. So, um, I can charge way more than that. And sometimes, um, for a lot of people, they're not comfortable making that jump. Like, when do I make that jump? When, when do you feel qualified enough to be able to turn around to even someone who's been in business for you and has been supporting you for a while? Maybe they're a client, maybe a customer. And then you turn around and say, Hey, listen, like I've got to raise my rate here because this is my value. This is what I'm worth. Or my product has, you know, this much value and, and this is what we have to charge for it now. So it's, it's, it's a very, it's a unique transition. I feel like for a lot of business owners to make, but also you got to think big picture. If you're charging $10,000 for a website, well, that means you only have to go after one client to make some decent money maybe for the month, right? Or maybe you get two and now you're doing really well versus, you know, however many I've got to, I've got to get there. So let's, so let's say if I'm charging 500 bucks a website, that means I've got to go out and get a crazy amount of clients and my workload is insane. So it makes sense to, to be very clear with one site, X amount of dollars, be focused, deliver a quality product rather than spreading yourself super thin. Um, so, and That's if your skills aren't where you think they should be, mm -hmm. then work on that constantly. Definitely. Like every free minute be should better. be mm -hmm. learning to be better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that you can charge more, so that you can focus yeah, exactly. on so that you can provide a better product at the end of the day. Exactly. That's, that's, that is really what it comes down to. My, my business is 100% results based. If I do not deliver the result my client is looking for, if I cannot help them, um, earn a higher income, if I can't help them, um, you know, redesign their website or re redesign their brand, whatever that looks like, I'm totally screwed. I'm, I'm out of luck. Right. So you have to consistently under promise, over deliver, surprise the hell out of your customers or clients, even if it's a restaurant, whatever. Wow. The wow factor in your business is everything for every, I think it was, um, gosh, I forget who told me this. It was, it was one of my mentors a, a while ago, but he, he told me that for every one negative situation, like if something goes really wrong where you're a restaurant owner and you come out and you serve raw chicken on a plate, okay? For every one negative interaction that you have with a the customer, they're going to go out and tell a hundred people. And for every positive interaction, maybe they'll tell five or 10. And you, you get on big platforms like Yelp or Google reviews or whatever. And we have these platforms now to either make or break a lot of businesses. So it's important to always deliver under promise, over deliver, and continue to strive to be the best for your clients and gain them the results that they deserve because we're all working our asses off to make cash, right? So if someone's going to spend their hard-earned money on you and your business, better be damn good. <laughs> Yeah, you got to got to keep striving on, keep keep bettering yourself and your craft. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you have to be the best in the world. It just means you have to provide a good result, a result that the client is happy with at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. If they're happy, then they share that with other people. I mean, that's how both of our businesses have been able to grow from just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Significant word of mouth has yeah. been because of just delivering on our promises and delivering the uh, high quality product and service at the end of the day. So to answer, to answer that big question of how to not sell yourself short, it comes from being very confident and standing within your own center and being very clear with, this is my value. I know I'm worth this, not worthless. I said worth this. <laughs> 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 I know I'm, I'm worth this amount of money in what I'm going to do for someone else and in your time and your effort. And it's okay to ask for what you need in order to feel that you can do your job effectively. Um, don't be afraid of that. And yeah, I, I, I encourage, I encourage so many consultants all the time to really take a look 
at what their peers are charging. Um, because it's usually grossly under, like way, way lower than the average. Almost always. Always. Lower, right. But then, okay. The other thing I want to look at is someone who um, drastically overcharges. Oh yeah. So we're going to talk about how to, how to not price yourself out of a market. Yeah. And, and then how, how you approach that with a client mm, who is mm -hmm. pricing themselves out of the market. Yeah. You know, like, so, cause some people like, you know, their egos are so big. They're like, I'm worth a billion dollars. <laughs> like if you don't pay my consulting rate, like you're just stupid, you know? And it's like, you gotta, you gotta like live somewhat in the real world with that too. I mean, there's a lot of people that are willing to spend like $125,000 a month on expert coaching, right? Like I know I have some of my clients come to me and they say, you know, I'm, I'm going over here and I'm spending 125 grand talking with so-and-so who said they were going to help me, um, you know, build out my funnel and they were going to help me get the traffic I needed to sell the product. And they did nothing, nothing. And now they're in the hole you know, 300 grand. And now they're coming to me and they're saying, can you help me pick up the pieces here? So don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by someone who's just charging a stupid amount of money who's not going to get you a product. And fact check all of these people. Ask for references. Ask for reviews. Like, that's totally okay. It's so okay to vet whoever you're going to spend money talking to. Yeah. And, and I hear that all the time as well. People who come and they're like, you know, I've, I've spent so much money and I've been working on my book for like three or four, 10 years and, mm -hmm. and never got done. And like, they screwed this up and they didn't do this. And I don't like the cover sucks. And, <laughs> you know, and then we come in and we're like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fix all this. And we, you know, in a, just a few months, we turn it all around, you know, fix it all. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Bless you. Excuse me. Oh no. <laughs> COVID. Big. <laughs> that was a big sneeze. Whew. Okay. So, you know, we we turn that all around and get them out there, and we get their book launched, and they become a number one international best-selling author, and um, you know, they have book funnels and all this stuff, and it's like, it, so it's like all these companies they had the potential to do what we did. They just chose not to deliver, whether they just had crappy systems in place, uh, people who didn't care, um, you know, whatever it is, maybe they were just in it, you know, for the money and, and like care about getting the result. Um, who knows, right? They all had the potential and opportunity to do that. Maybe they just didn't have the skills. They didn't take the time to learn how to have the skills for it. Right. So there's all these factors that could play into it, but any business owner can step up and say, I'm going to provide this type of a business and this type of service, and this is going to be how I present myself to the world. That, um, that type of credibility, you can't buy it, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, it's going to be the thing that grows your business without having to spend as much on advertising. Mm -hmm. And you're going to build the reputation that you want for your business and for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And then that is part of what commands the pricing. Mm -hmm. And you can choose, you want to be in a position where you can choose your own pricing. You don't want to be forced into the box. So for example, uh, if you know your numbers, which is a big thing, especially Dominica with you, you're like, oh. you've got to know your numbers. You've got to know your numbers. <laughs> it's, it's so important. If you don't know your numbers, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, really. So you need to know how much it costs to deliver your services. You your need margins. to understand that. Yeah. You know, your margins, um, you know, your, like your profit margin. So if that is 20%, 30%, you need to know that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need to know how much you're paying for your advertising. You know how much fluctuation you have in that, you know, um, and you need to understand that some of your pricing is going to be based on that. And if you're undercharging and you're always just breaking even, you're not making a profit, your business doesn't grow. Mm -hmm. So that's why you need to know your numbers. Now, the other side of it is that if you're, you know, making a 10,000% profit, um, but, you know, you know, you're getting one client a year, 
then maybe you need to look and say, well, you know, maybe I have some room to bring this down and work with some people and actually help people and get some, <laughs> some business in. Like the, you've got to find that right balance for you and where that price point is. Part of it's testing, part of it's knowing your numbers. Um, and, and by testing, I mean, like if you're pitching, uh, you know, you're on a, a call with someone and you, you pitch it to them and, and if they are like flat out, they're just like, nope, I can't do that. And you hear that like 20 times in a row, mm -hmm. then one, one of two things is happening. One, you're targeting your market wrong or your price point is too high for the market that you're going after. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've got to weigh those things. The other side is if they're like, yep, let's do it. Then you know that maybe you're, you might be undercharging a little bit. Okay. Cause there, there should be a little bit of a, like, well, this is a bit of a stretch. I'm not sure, but yeah, let's do this type of feeling. And that's about when you're sort of in the right range and you, it's based on feedback and the feeling that you get from dealing with people. That's such a good point you brought up where you are. I mean, really, that, that is the reaction I'm always looking for. It's like, oh, well, you know, let me, let me talk to, um, you know, the bookkeeper. Let me, let me see what we can do. I'm, I'm, I really want to make this happen. You want them to have the reaction of I'm in, I'm in, let's do it every single time. And I mean, every single time someone has said immediately, I'm in hundred percent, let's do it. And didn't even question how we, how, like what I was going to do for them to get to where they want to go. All of a sudden I was kind of standoffish and like, Ooh, why are we jumping in so quickly? Hold on a second. Cause keep in mind that while you're talking to these potential clients, customers, whoever they may be, you're not just going in for a potential interview for yourself. You have to decide if it's worth your valuable time to work with that person as well. So interview them, ask them big questions. You know, if, if it's a service-based business and they need help and they, you know, they're, they're the business owner, they need some consultant, you can ask some big questions. I know it can be so exciting the first time you get your, your first big client, you got your first big fish. You're like, I can't believe this person's going to give me all this cash. But then you got to think about it. Well, shoot, is the money I'm going to be making this really worth the time away from maybe my family, my other clients, whatever that looks like. You have to you have to see how much effort you're actually going to be putting in. And one of my biggest pet peeves as a consultant is if someone isn't willing to grow their own business, like they hired me to help them do that, not grow their business for them if I'm doing the consulting and coaching side of things, right? Now, if they have hired me for a done-for-you service, well, heck yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow it for you, no problem, that's the service you've paid for. But for consultants and for coaches, it's really important to, to, to be thinking about that. Like, huh, do they expect me to do this for them? Whatever this is, like, no, we're, we're doing this together. I'm coming along for this journey with you. You hired me to help, not do it for you. So gotta make that distinction. Yeah, and from, from a service-based business, one of the things I found is that, um, and this is just in my business, is that having set packages for really high-ticket items doesn't tend to work out very well when you're trying to close consistently. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I have a, always have a general idea. I always know my, my number... I know like what things are going to be and I have a general idea of where things are going to be and what's included. And even if I'm including the same general stuff, I'm always searching for that little, okay, well, how do I make this a little unique mm -hmm. to them? Maybe they don't, they've already got a cover for their book done, but you know, someone else did, but they don't have everything else that they need. Mm -hmm. So then I'll, I like, we'll just take out like what would normally we would charge for a cover mm -hmm. as part of that package. Right. And it does it make a huge difference? No, it might be a few hundred dollars or five hundred dollars or thousand dollars. But you were on what paying attention. Cover we're designing, but but yeah. So, but then I will mention that as part of the thing, and I said, "Look, I already know you got a cover, like you know." Um, so I took that into account when we were building this. Um, but on smaller ticket stuff, like building a website or like kind of one-off type things where you're not packaging a bunch of things together, yeah. Uh, consistent pricing around that um, can be good. Something that I've experienced more recently um, is 
Well, I've I've actually tried this this strategy based on Rory's suggestion, and it's been it's been really fun. Um, I used to have very set. This is my pricing. This is my service. I'm not going to uh, uh, stray from that because this is my value. This is what I'm worth. I'm staying strong in that. But because of everything with COVID, uh, I decided to do something that I never thought I would do, which is called a pay what you want uh, program. I guess where it's really cool. I'm I've I'm uh, offering my my coaching services, consulting services, and then um, website design um, for helping business owners get through this time when they when they need some advice, they need some encouragement to get through this time and to not only make it through COVID, but to thrive on the other side and the steps that need to happen to make all of that happen. Uh, so it's been a really unique experience where I sent that out to my email list. And I got a fantastic response back from people who um, they did sign up for my book. Okay. So we're, th- these were people who were already a part of my world. They knew who I was. They knew that I was credible already. And I, I sent off an email and said, Hey, you know, because you are part of my email list, I came from, from a place of thank you so much. Here's the service I want to give to you. Right. And people, they ate it up because I'm, not only was it like generous of me, that's how I positioned myself. It was generous. I'm, I'm providing a service that they actually need right now. I'm solving a problem for them. And that's what's made this so fun for me to do, but also very valuable for them. So I'm, get, I'm getting on, on the phone from people from anywhere from you know 50 bucks to 500 an hour because other people are feeling generous. And then they're, they're reminded, oh, I totally forgot Dominica even did business consulting. I need to get on the phone with her. So I was reminding people, hey, I'm still here. Oh, by the way, 100% of the money that I'm making from this is going to go back to small business owners who really need it right now. So I'm not keeping this cash. I'm putting it back into the pool to continue helping. So when you reach that level, when you can actually contribute in that way, the response is really cool. And I'm continuing to build relationships. And that's the most important part. Keep building those relationships. Yeah. And I want to point out, go back to what we were talking about. at the beginning is that was a another strategy uh a list of people who had uh who Mm -hmm. had purchased from you they had purchased your book you know for a small little price right Mm -hmm. and now you're making an offer to them and they're so much more open to it because you've they they've had time to Mm -hmm. discover who you are and what you're about and resonate with you and yeah. not everyone is going to, but you know, that's fine. That's part of it, yeah. right? But enough people do, right? There's so, I think a lot of people forget, like, there's like so much business mm-hmm. and money out there, and there's enough for yeah. everyone. <laughs> it, as as weird as that seems, with all of the issues in the world, um, especially you know with, uh, you know. Uh, what I'm trying to think of like the the word, but like you know the the divide between um, you know people who have a lot and people who don't. Um, it's so it's weird to think of that, but like that that's how like you know we go back to some of the mindset stuff. It's like that's how you have to think to grow a business. Is that that opportunity is there, and it's not only there for you, and you don't have to tear down yeah. everyone else around you Very um, true. to be successful. You know, you just have to go mm-hmm. out and provide value and, um, and a quality, you know, quality product. And I talk about quality product, not in that it's like, there's a lot of people who put out mm-hmm. crappy products and still make a lot of money. The reason I talk about a quality product is because, um, of mm-hmm. reviews and continuing the connection with your customer. And so if you want to build a long lasting business, not a one-off business, yeah. then that's how you do it. You need quality product. A quality product or service that can actually have room for other things to generate reoccurring income for yourself. So, for example, my main focus is business consulting, but I offer these reoccurring services where I manage people's websites for them. I keep them up to date. I make sure that everything is super secure. Um, so that's one of my reoccurring incomes. Um, and I don't even have to think about it. Like my clients pay upfront six months for it. I know it's coming in and it's in my world, that's important to have that, that level of stability where I know I have like a baseline, especially for a family, be thinking, what are my like 
baseline needs, like how, what do I need to make to cover my bills? So I'm not thinking about that and set that up ahead of time so that, you know, okay, if I'm going to do some, some consulting for somebody, I can also build their website, build their brand. And then I can offer them that website security where they don't even have to think about it. I just go ahead and take care of it for them. There's also the SEO services and Rory offers that that's huge. Um, and, and going, going back to, um, there's enough money for, for, for everyone. Listen, if you're a business owner and you have a phenomenal service and a stellar track record, let us know about it. We want to network. We want to offer really good products and services to our clients too. We're all about bringing it all together. We're not in competition necessarily with each other. If we're all just sharing the love, so to speak, right? There's enough to go around. Well, and we, we bring a lot of, of business to other businesses. Like that's always been strategy since day one is, um, is how, how do we take your specialty? And if you're good at it and you can provide a result for our clients, well, why aren't we going to package utilize your services yeah. and, and Be the provide one -stop it, shop. package it up, put it as exactly. So we've, we've done that with quite a lot. And the people who um, do well with it are the people who d deliver on their and timelines, right? They oh, can yeah. provide the service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And timeline. Right. And, you know, and they make a lot of money, right? So you can build relationships with other people who are in. So like, let's just, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, say you're re a really, really good with like social media posting. Okay. And that's your thing. And you, you post on social media and that's your business and you know, you're, you're doing all right, but you're like, how can I expand this? All I know how to do is post mm -hmm. uh, things on social media. We'll partner up with someone who's really good with running ads and then offer a package deal of your mm -hmm. services and their services. Okay. And if they are good, like good and provide the results that your clients are looking for, like that allows you to grow from just being like a service mm -hmm. provider to exactly. a service agency, yeah. right? And when, when you become an agency, then people take you to that, like that serious next level where they go, oh, you can, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. That's exactly what we've done. Yeah. That's, that's what we've done. Right. And so there, there are ways to grow beyond even your, your own skill. And that, that was one of the things I, I learned early on with uh with this specific business is that i didn't have well i couldn't so do everything in my business like there was just no way yeah. there's only so many hours in the day right i could come up with the strategies i could say this is how i expect it to be done um but i can't sit here and spend eight hours a day on social media mm -hmm. running ads and you know posting things for clients when I have to run the business and I've got to be the mm -hmm. one who well, is bringing also, in the clients. You, you right? do, you excel in what you really enjoy doing. So if you're a business owner sitting there and you're thinking, gosh, I don't really have any help. I mean, what I, I do everything. I have to do everything. This is where I'm at in my business. That's okay. But at some point you're going to want to branch out, hire, hire, you know, someone off of Odesk, you know, who can help you tackle Upwork. Oh, it's Upwork. Upwork now. That's right. It's not Odesk anymore. <laughs> so, oh, how old I am. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you can hire for some help. Um, hire a VA if you need one to help you with those tasks. Don't, don't feel like you have to shoulder all of it. But what, what Rory's talking about in the more bigger picture is um, joining with like-minded individuals who can carry out a task that have a good track record and another facet of this, which I think is really important, is sometimes if you go into a client meeting together, Rory and I have run into this um, a little bit where um, a client will pull one of us aside and say, hey, you know, I, for whatever reason, like we're not really ready to go with website building, but we really want to go just do the book first. So sorry, we're just not really interested in working with you right now. So we'll get back to you when we're ready. That's totally okay, but make sure that because you went into the business or like meeting with another company, like as a unit, that you let that the other people in your you know workforce understand that they might not be getting the big. I can't even talk. I'm so I'm like hearing my daughter like sing in the other room. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. 
basically what I'm trying to say is don't be a jerk <laughs> in business and like make sure that you give whoever a kickback that brought you that particular client. Yeah. So if, if they made the deal, but you like, they put the deal together and you ended up being the person that um, benefited from it. Yeah. Give them a percentage of the deal and, and you agree to that before, like well, how that'll look, um, you know, because uh, you want to be, you know, on the same page. But you know, the other thing to remember is that, well, we're not, we're not talking about like becoming business partners with someone with this type of thing. Okay. So what we're talking about is developing essentially an affiliate relationship with them for this particular deal for, you know, and it may be one deal, maybe 10 deals with mm -hmm. this person that you're working out, but you're going into it and you're saying, look, you know, we've got potential, you know, I talk with people who need this type of service. Mm -hmm. I can't provide it, but you can. So let's make this work. We both win. Um, you'll get the majority of the money. I'll get a, a small percentage for making the deal happen. And we, you, you deliver on everything and you do a good job. And, um, and then I'll deliver on everything else, uh, that I'm supposed to for the client. And, um, and we both win because you have no marketing costs. I'm just bringing you a client, right? And when you position uh, an offer like that to someone, nine times out of 10, they're just going to be like, awesome. I'm in, right? And if you guys work well together, you know, it can go however it wants. But I mean, we have tons of relationships like that with different people in our, in our businesses who provide different services mm -hmm. um, that are valuable for our clients. And we, they're not, they're not business partners. They're, they're just, they specialize in what they specialize and they focus on that. Exactly. And, and I think that we are at a stage in our careers where we can say, Hey, you know what? this other person can just do that better because that is their specialty. So we're going to go ahead and give that opportunity to them as well as the client, because it, in the end, it's going to help you be able to do your job way more effectively if you know that something's being covered and it's being done well. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I'm losing it a little over here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's nine eye time for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, mommy brain. Um, do you feel like we gave enough information about pricing? Is there anything else you wanted to go over? Because I want to make sure that people are getting the. Yeah. Well, here, you know what? Let's, let's throw it back to all of you. I mean, look, if there's something that you have questions about, if you need a little more clarity on, on something that we've talked about today or throughout any of, you know, any of our podcasts, just send us a message and let us know. We, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know what you're learning. Let us know what sucks. I mean, we want to hear it all. Yeah, you know, that's... we'll answer it on another episode. And so, yeah. And the other thing is if you want us to look at any of your uh, marketing, uh, whether mm -hmm. it's uh, a website you want eva evaluated, um, whether it's a sales process, uh, you know, whatever, whatever your it logo, is. Your logo, your brand. Uh, yeah. Send it on. We will do a, uh, an audit for you guys. We'll do uh, it live right on the podcast. Yeah. So everyone learns. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just want to, we want to help you guys. We want to help you go out there and help people with their businesses, help people get results. And, um, if you're out there doing that, then that makes us happy. That's what, <laughs> as, uh, as business consultants, that's what we, we love is people going out and growing their businesses and helping other people. That's what we do. Exactly. Thank you so much for your time, you guys. We really appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Hey, Dominica here. And thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. To download the digital episode companions, watch unedited and behind the scenes content from this and all our other episodes, get access to exclusive trainings from us and our guests, get direct access to myself and Rory, and to schedule your business critique with us, head on over to bpbpodcast.com forward slash VIP. All right, we'll see you there.